Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. up that piece of coal and he put it back over with the others in the fire. He sat there watching it and in just a few seconds it was red again, hot, burning. And he looked at the man and he said, do you understand? And the guy said, yeah, I get it. By myself, I'm going to grow cold. But if I'm in the fire with the others, I'll be on fire with the others. And that's the way it works. That's the way God designed us. That's the way he made us to be. Alone you grow cold. So get close to others who are on fire for Jesus and your fire will quickly return. Get close to others who are on fire for Jesus and your fire will return. In today's message from Pastor Robert, he teaches us that God designed for us to be in community with others. When we're isolated, we grow cold. However, when we are in community with those who are on fire for the Lord, we too will be on fire. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Then turn to chapter 5 of 1 Peter, and let's join Pastor Robert with part 3 of today's message. I saw a thing just this week. It was like a local expose on pastors and rabbis and, and so forth and so on you know, living large, you know, here in South Florida and big fancy houses and, and that kind of thing. But the thing that troubled me about it, really, to be honest, more than the, the few pastors that they were exposing, you know, for living in multi-million dollar homes and stuff, was the fact that local media was, was targeting, they, they had researched to see how many local religious leaders are doing this. They'd search the public records to find, you know, dirt on the local churches. Here was their point they were driving home, was that all of the homes that they targeted were owned by the religious institutions. You know, like I, Elizabeth and I, you know, our, our little house, we own it ourselves. The church doesn't own it. But in many cases, and one of the common things, you know, for years and years, it's just the way it was done. The church owned the parsonage. You know, our upstairs area in this building was originally the pastor's apartment. That's where they lived. That's why every one of the rooms has closets. It was built that way. The pastor lived there. But many times, you know, they would buy a parsonage, buy a house, and well, then it comes off the tax rolls. It's owned by the church. The church is tax exempt. So the parsonage is exempt from property taxes. So that's how they were able to find it. And it's like, you know, the thing was, it's like, look at all these pastors living large and it's tax free and it's going to get harder and harder for us as Christians at the end of the age. And if you don't have relationships with other believers, you're not going to be ready for it. I believe it's coming in, in our lifetime when we're going to need each other in a way that we've really never needed each other. You know, I tend to be a bit of a loner. I, I enjoy silence. I'm not what one would normally refer to as a people person. 
I'm more of an animal person, you know? I mean, a good horse, a good dog, and 20 acres of forest, and I'll let the wife come if she behaves herself, as I've said so many times before, you know? But I like to be alone. I like silence. But the Lord showed me when I first started with Youth with a Mission, we used to joke about we had forced fellowship, you know, like one night a month, the leadership threw a party, and you had to come. I didn't want to come. I don't like parties. I didn't want to be there. You had no choice. It was like, you will come, and you will have fun. You know, it was one of those kind of deals. But it taught me something. It taught me that I needed the fellowship, that even though left to myself, I would isolate, live alone. That's not what's best for me. And more importantly, this is the thing that I I really had to come to grips with, more importantly, I shouldn't be making it all about me. Whoever said the most important thing in the world was what I want, or what I'm most comfortable with, or what I most enjoy. That's not in the Bible. What's actually in the Bible is that I I need to die to that. Consider one another, he says, and don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. He didn't say, you know, just, you got to realize you really, you really need this more than you think. What God says is you got to realize that they need you more than you understand. That connectedness, it's part of the design. And it provides accountability for us as well. You know, the positive peer pressure, you know what I mean? It's a healthy thing. And without this, without this real interconnectedness, you know, and the connection to the body of Christ, something inside us begins to die. Let me tell you a story. There was this guy who went to his pastor complaining that, you know, he just, he was just cold spiritually, kind of dried up and, and grown cold spiritually. And, you know, he prayed, he studied his Bible, but he lost his excitement about his walk with the Lord. It, it was wintertime and the pastor had a fire burning in his fireplace and He didn't say anything. He just sat there and kind of nodded as he listened. And then he got up and he walked over to the fireplace and he took the the tongs and he reached in and he pulled a a little piece of coal that was red hot. He pulled it out of the fire, kind of pulled it out onto the hearth. And he just sat there looking at it. And the other guy was a little baffled. He's watching the pastor. He's, you know, looking. It's like, why is he so fascinated with that piece of coal? And after a few minutes, that one piece of coal that was off by itself went from being red hot to just kind of that grayish black that wasn't hot anymore. And the pastor got up without saying a word and he picked up that piece of coal and he put it back over with the others in the fire. He sat there watching it. And in just a few seconds, it was red again, hot, burning. And he looked at the man and he said, do you understand? And the guy said, yeah, I get it. By myself, I'm going to grow cold, but if I'm in the fire with the others, I'll be on fire with the others. And that's the way it works. That's the way God designed us. That's the way he made us to be. Alone you grow cold. So get close to others who are on fire for Jesus, and your fire will quickly return. The fourth way that we can avoid complacency in our faith is by sharing it with other people. That one's intimidating for a lot of Christians. Psalms 9.1 says, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. You know, praising God has come to mean singing songs about God. But it also means talking to people about how good he's been to you. You know, telling people 
about what he's doing in your life. What got my attention as a young man, I was a teenager actually, when my Aunt Linda became a Christian. Now, we'd all grown up going to church. We were Southern Baptists. You went to church every week. We were very involved. My mom and dad, you know, I, I saw a genuine Christianity. They, they did their best to live what they said they believed. My dad taught Sunday school, and at one point, I mean, he was very, very involved in the leadership of that little church. He, he led the youth ministry for a while, but I didn't come to know Jesus until I was in my mid-20s. One of the key factors for me in actually coming to know the Lord, you know, moving from that place of believing He existed and knowing about Jesus to actually knowing Jesus and having a relationship with Him, talking with Him and and being taught by Him and changed by Him. One of the things that He used in a big way in that whole process was when my Aunt Linda became a Christian because I noticed all of a sudden there was something completely different about her. And all she wanted to talk about when the family got together was what Jesus was doing in her life, what she was learning and what she was, you know, finding out and and the exciting things that were happening in her relationship with God. It consumed her and it oozed out of her. If you poked her, what came out was Jesus, you know, something about Jesus. Folks, these four practices are like a, you know, kind of like a circle of, of life, if you will. Pray and read the word plug in with other believers, talk about Jesus. Each one strengthens the other. Each one strengthens the other. Each one is a matter of obedience, but, but that obedience will lead to joy. The thing is, if you wait till you feel like it, that prowling lion, our adversary, he'll make sure you never feel like it. I didn't feel like coming in here today, to be quite honest. I didn't sleep half the night, had a headache, belly ache. Woke up this morning, you know, I'm nauseous, I'm, you know, and I'm like, no, we need to do it. We need to do it. You know, many of us have have made New Year's resolutions about much more temporary things. I I found a photo that, to me, it kind of says it all. I don't know if you can read that. Quit making excuses, putting it off, complaining about it, dreaming about it, whining about it, crying about it, believing you can't, worrying if you can, waiting until you're older, skinnier, richer, braver, or all around better. Suck it up, hold on tight, say a prayer, make a plan, just do it. I like that. I like that. Are you part of a local church community? It's important to have a faith-based community around you as you continue to seek all that God has for your life. With more on that, here's Pastor Robert. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're looking for a way to get closer to Jesus and you're in the Miami area, we've got a plan. We started something a few years ago that we talk, we call it Intensive Christian Training, ICT for short. It's three phases, begins with just uh, dinner together, Um, in a group setting every Thursday night. You do that for about 10 or 11 weeks and just go through the basics. What is Christianity? But you're doing it around a meal with a group of people that you really connect with and and get to know. So if that sounds like something you might be interested in and you're in our Miami-Dade area, reach out to us, mainthingradio.com. Thanks, Pastor Robert. For more information, visit mainthingradio.com. That's all we have time for today. 
But thanks for tuning in. Join us next time to continue studying God's Word right here on Main Thing Radio.